Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are in the world. I'm James Schofield, the creator of the podcast Behind the Bottom Line. This is a special holiday season story, which I've written for you, called Vixen. This is episode four, so if you haven't heard episodes one to three, go back and listen to them first. Otherwise, the end will be spoiled. Right, for all the rest of you, here's the story so far. Colin Sutherland is starting to panic. A strange encounter with the fox Princess Jasmine when the family is out driving, and cryptic messages left on the answering machine from Inspector Huttle in Frankfurt give him the feeling of being trapped. But instead of asking for help from Flora and the children, he lashes out at them, driving them further away. Then a noise outside in the dark makes him think he might at least be able to deal with that fox. Episode 4 is called Death in the Night. Colin was still fully clothed, so he flung on a coat then grabbed Flora's shotgun and a handful of cartridges from the gun case in the study. He opened the back door quietly, careful not to turn on any lights that might warn the fox. Let's see how magic she is with some lead inside her, he thought. Keeping low, he crept towards the hen coop, which was a short distance away from the house. It was quite misty, so he couldn't see much, but he could hear noises from the hens, which suddenly turned into a cacophony of squawks as an intruder emerged through the hen coop door, dragging a victim behind it. Colin raised the shotgun and let off a shot. There was a dreadful noise, and then something raced across the grass towards the wall. He let off another shot as it got to the top, blasting it over and onto the other side. A window upstairs was thrown open, and Flora put her head outside. Colin, what are you doing? she shouted, but he didn't answer. He scrambled onto the wall and looked down triumphantly, expecting to find the dead vixen. But lying on the grass was something long and black instead. He picked it up by the tail. It was a mink, one of the thousands which had bred from mink escaping from fur farms in the 1960s. He trudged back towards the house. Flora was by the hen coop where pieces of the chicken he'd blasted were scattered. She turned on him as he got near. I thought, he started, clean this up, she hissed. You've shot our best hen. But... Have you killed Princess Jasmine? If you have, we'll never forgive you. I'm sorry, it was just one of those feral minks. It was in the... Sorry isn't good enough. If you'd shut the hencoop door properly this evening, this wouldn't have happened, would it? And don't touch my shotgun again, ever. You're completely irresponsible. She slammed the door behind her as she went back inside, taking the shotgun with her. It took some time to clear up the mess, and it wasn't until three o'clock that he was finally lying on the sofa again. Once more he began to speculate about what Huttle could possibly have to say, and the last time he looked at his watch, it was just before six. Ring, ring.
ring 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 Colin opened a bleary eye and looked at his watch it was seven o'clock in the morning he fell off the sofa and staggered to the telephone hello good morning mr sutherland this is inspector huttle i hope you had a nice christmas did your daughters have a great time it's seven o'clock in the morning he croaked i had a maximum of one hour's sleep last night what do you want oh yes i forgot you're an hour behind aren't you we need to talk again about yasmin tilka why what's happened well i told you about the pregnancy test didn't i did i say it was positive anyway we pulled in her ex-boyfriend for questioning you were working over christmas evil doesn't take a holiday mr sutherland so yes we were but that wasn't any good he had an alibi for the time she went missing so then we got in touch with the hotel dolomiton colin froze and i sent them pictures of yasmin now guess what they told me for a minute there was silence look inspector said colin yes i was there with yasmin but i had nothing to do with her disappearance i'm being honest with you well mr sutherland i find it very hard to believe in your honesty you've lied to me you're lying to your family and you probably lied to yasmin tilka as well at the moment you're our prime suspect in her disappearance but i'm innocent i know nothing about it i swear in that case mr sutherland you won't mind coming to frankfurt so i can interview you properly will you you can't make me she laughed of course i can either you come of your own free will or i'll send the guard to arrest you at home and i'll put you on a plane in handcuffs would you like that but my family what, what am i going to tell them that's not my business mr sutherland but i suggest you start telling them the truth it might be painful but it's the best thing to do it'll destroy my marriage she'll never forgive me and the children inspector huddle sighed listen i have another family here that are desperate to find their daughter who has been missing for nearly a month i'm sorry for your wife and children but i really don't care about you this is your problem i expect you here tomorrow morning for an interview or i'm sending in the garda she hung up for about 5 minutes colin sat weeping into his hands when he looked up he found flora sitting in a chair opposite him waiting for him to finish so she said i heard the last bit I think you'd better tell me what I'm never going to forgive. He nodded. Yes, things can't get any worse, I suppose. He was wrong about that. After he'd explained everything and answered all Flora's questions, she told him exactly what she thought of him. Then she packed some bags for her and the children and left. She forbade him to touch even say goodbye to them he felt as if his heart was being ripped in two 
Colin sat in the kitchen, staring out of the window for some time. Eventually he got out his computer and booked a flight to Frankfurt for that evening. He spent the rest of the day organising his affairs and arranging for a lawyer to accompany him to the police interview. It was dark when it was time to leave for the airport. He put his bag in the back of his car and set off. Foggy on the road again, he noted. He'd have to drive carefully. Back inside the empty house, the telephone rang three times and then the answering machine went on. Mr. Sutherland, this is Inspector Huttle. You don't need to fly over to be interviewed. We've finally found Yasmin Tilka's body. She hung herself in a lock-up facility about three weeks ago. She left a letter. I won't share the details, but let's just say she blames you for her decision. Unfortunately, we can't prosecute you for this, but I wanted you to know you were responsible. Have a happy life. Some distance away, Colin was now driving along the same hilly road as the previous evening. Valley fog, hilltop clear. Valley fog, hilltop clear. Valley fog. And then, standing there in front of him, at the top of the hill, was Yasmin dressed exactly as he'd last seen her, waiting. He thought for a millisecond about breaking, but dismissed the idea. He knew it was all over. The emergency services got there shortly after the crash, but there was nothing to be done. Colin's neck was broken. Hit a fox, see? said the paramedic pointing at the vixen whose body lay bloody and broken on the side of the road, and just piled into that tree, didn't even try to stop. I hope you enjoyed this story. If so, please recommend it to your friends and give the podcast a rating and a review if you listen on Apple Podcasts. I'm making a bonus episode about the background to the story of Vixen. So, if you have any questions you'd like me to answer, then write to me at james.rupert.schofield at gmail.com before the 20th of January 2021, and I'll try to answer them. And if you liked Vixen, you might like some of the other 30 stories available on Behind the Bottom Line. Season 4 will be starting at the end of January with more funny, sad and strange stories from the world of business and I hope you'll join me. Until then, this is James Schofield saying goodbye.